Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms Podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Diane. We are suburban moms trying to make room in our lives for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. We hope you'll join us on this journey to think more and do with less. On today's episode, we continue our digital minimalism series and tackle the topic of digital photos. Thousands of photos occupy our iPhone camera rolls and take up precious hard drive space. We'll talk about how we attempt to corral all our memories and enjoy them rather than see them as a chore. So we're going to start off with our minimalist moment of the week. Diane, take it away. Okay, so I feel like usually we say something that we've been implementing around our house or just a strategy that we've been using, but this one um, was more of a realization I had when I was at Target. I haven't been to Target in months. And just looking around that store, I realized I want, I want, I want. I want that bathing suit. I want that cute thing for my house. I want this. I want that. I want that for Charlotte. And then the realization that I have, my, mo- my moment for the week was that's what these people want you to think. Mm. They want you to not feel satisfied unless you buy all of those things, the things for your kids, for your house, for yourself. And... I just was like, I'm not giving in. Like, I'm not going to buy anything that I didn't come in here for. I only went in there for, like, three things, and I left with three things. And I just thought to myself, I'm That's like... That's a feat in itself at Target. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I just thought to myself, I'm like, if I come back here next week or, like, next month, I'm going to feel the same way because mm-hmm. that's... It wasn't Target one of the stores that they have the 52... Um, what was it, the 52 seasons of, like, clothes that they do, fast fashion. Oh, definitely, yes. That we discussed in the minimalism documentary movie review. Um, Mm -hmm. I think Target is one of those places. So is, like, Forever 21 and Zara. So I'm just, like, when I come back here, I'm going to feel the same way. So why would I give in to what they want from me? Like, Mm -hmm. marketers, that is. (laughs) Not the the man, if you will. (laughs) So... Yeah, that was a, it was more of a realization. I just think having that mentality, like going into different stores, that we're never going to be satisfied with mm-hmm. our accumulation of things. Um, it was just good for me. So, yeah, that was my Target moment. is such a trap. Yeah. I did actually so funny the same thing this week. My, or last week, I should say, my mom's birthday was coming up. She wanted one specific thing. I'm like, I'm going to run in there after I drop off the kids from school, mm-hmm. get that one thing, and come out. And what did I come out with? Two things. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as bad yeah, as yeah, it yeah. could have been. Yeah. But I was walking through the electronics department where her gift was and then had to walk past the home decor, which is one of my major mm-hmm. Achilles mm-hmm. heels. And there was this bedspread that was really cute, and it was a return and repackaged, so it was discount, discount, discount. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and I... I bought it, but when I got home, I was like, I don't need this. Why did I buy this? Yeah. <laughs> so it's still sitting in the bag to return. Oh, well, that's good at least. But we'll see. Well, I'm going in there tomorrow morning to get a few things, and I have my little list. And just see if I wouldn't have had this realization last week. I feel like tomorrow would be harder because I'd be like, oh, well, I bought this stuff last week, but there's different stuff this week, and so I need that too. And then mm-hmm. that's where you spend your money that you don't need to spend. So. There you go. Shopping with intention. It's always a good thing. Yeah. So it's that's my good. moment of the week. Okay. What about you? What is your resource of the week? Well, my resource is a good place to mm-hmm. get rid of things. Mm-hmm. I've sold a lot of things online. Um, my favorite place for large items is Craigslist. Mm-hmm. 
and to answer this story because I was lamenting earlier, but I was selling some furniture. We were having a big, uh, we had to have our basement worked on, so we had to clean out a bunch of stuff. I'm like, I'm just going to get rid of this furniture that's been sitting in this basement for a while. I, it happened to be antique furniture, so it was a little more mm-hmm. expensive than you would throw, say, an old couch or something mm-hmm. on up there. And so I consulted an antique store. They said, yeah, you're, you're probably not going to be able to sell this, so Craigslist would be your best bet. They gave me a, a cost range to put it up there for. So I post it, and very quickly mm-hmm. I got an inquiry, and they offered me exactly the price that I had put up there, which probably should have been a red flag, number one. Mm -hmm. But they offered me the price and said, well, we're out of state, so we'll need to ship the furniture, Mm -hmm. which the antique store person had told me that, you know, these are worth a lot more in other markets. Mm -hmm. Ohio's not a great market for this antique kind of furniture. Oh, okay. I was going to say... Maybe that would have been a red flag, like, don't to show right. it. But if they told you that, then... Right, and so yeah. that's what made yeah. me think, oh, well, this is how it works mm-hmm. usually. So they said, what we're going to do, do you mind if we pay you um, via a certified check? And then once the money clears, it's in your account, mm-hmm. they'll be, we'll, we'll give you the extra money to pay the movers when they come. Right. I said, okay, well, you know, hey, that seems pretty safe to me. And so they sent, and this was, this was over two weeks. Mm-hmm. This whole process lasted for me to send the check, for me to put it in the bank. And by waiting for it to clear, I waited until it was in my account. I even called the bank and said, you know, I just want to make sure that these funds are available. Mm-hmm. And they were. And then the guy started texting me to transfer the money and said, so, oh, the movers now, they won't take cash up, they, they want it up front before they come pick it up. Mm-hmm. So you need to transfer this money in. I'm like, oh, okay, that's annoying, but I can do that. So I transfer the money, and then he's like, wait, no, these people can't pick it up, so you have to transfer it to these other people. And I was like, oh, I said, okay, I'll do that once, but I'm not going to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. And then their demands got more ridiculous and more ridiculous um, to the point where they, at one point they said they wanted me to buy $100 gift cards, so like 11 $100 iTunes gift cards and scratch them off and, re- and like what? send them the numbers and all. I was like, wait, no, 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 that's not that happening. Yeah, so um, we at that point got really scared and called the police just to kind of report that mm-hmm. something had happened. Thankfully, I was able to cancel the transfer of money. Mm -hmm. Nobody had picked it up on the other end yet, so I didn't lose any money on the deal. I sold my furniture. I have my money. However, a lot of time and energy in the meantime has transpired, Mm -hmm. and when the police officer came to our house and we were were talking through it, he said that you're very lucky because a lot of times, you know, he's answered a lot of calls where people did lose the money that was transferred. Mm -hmm. What happens is the certified check, when banks create checks, there's a routing number and the account number. Mm -hmm. Well, the routing number was from a legitimate bank. And so on faith, they're like, oh, the bank clears, it's from a legitimate bank. It takes another 72 hours or so for the account information to be connected and the money to actually be transferred. We learned that in the process. So. By the time I would have figured out that it was a fake check, 
my bank, you know, I, I would have been out money and then the bank would have, you know, rejected the money that I had supposedly put in there. So warning to anyone. And then, of course, I Googled it and it is a, it's a, a scam that happens mm -hmm. a lot where people you should not accept any overpayment for anything mm -hmm. because they'll, they'll do it in very different ways. Sometimes they, they claim that they send uh, PayPal notices that mm -hmm. your money has been sent to pay, via PayPal. It won't show up in your account, but there's all these emails you'll get. Um, they can do it several different ways, or even hand you fake money, actual money. So mm -hmm. they also they when I was looking these up, they also recommended that you get one of those pens mm -hmm. that you can put on the. You it turns a certain color. That's what they use at grocery stores. Exactly. Which I told Megan when she was telling this me this earlier. Um, what would you do if the money was right? Like, <laughs> if someone is standing like, in front uh, of you and you're like, "Oh, this isn't a real hundred dollar bill." Like, right. I don't think I want that confidence. Right. But they, well, they probably just claim they didn't know yeah, or whatever, that's true. and then you. I mean, it would be awkward, but at least you wouldn't be of the money. Yeah, that's true. Or the item. So. I immediately think they're just gonna like shank me. So you're more optimistic than me. <laughs> well, that's the I thing. I immediately go, "Oh, they're just gonna kill me." Oh my gosh, I know, and I felt so dumb. Mm -hmm. after all this. I mean, we were scared that our identity was going to get stolen, mm -hmm. though they didn't have anything except for my address and my cell phone number, which, it, you know, anybody can really Google and find mm -hmm. out. Um, but, you know, we usually consider ourselves very cautious, and we wouldn't have gone and met them. We would go meet them in a public place to do the transfer, and I would never, you know, even with smaller items, if we do Facebook selling sites, mm -hmm. I'll leave it on the porch. I won't ever, you know, open the door if there's not somebody else with me, that kind of a thing. So mm -hmm. anyway, that was our big drama in the yeah. last couple of weeks. So long story short is that Craigslist is your resource, but be buyer beware, seller beware. Seller beware. Seller beware. <laughs> yes, just be cautious and, and safe and do it. I still think it's a great way to get rid of things, mm -hmm. especially large-scale things. Yeah. Um, baby things. We sold a ton of baby things. You said that, I can't remember which podcast episode we discussed, sell, maybe it was one of my moments of the week using the Facebook mm -hmm. groups, and I will say the few times that I've re used Craigslist in the past, oh, I can't talk, the past couple of months, I have made more money selling on mm -hmm. Craigslist. Yes. But it is more risky because people aren't as easily, um, just what is the word, they're verified, I guess, more so on right. Facebook. Right, anybody, so. anybody with an yeah. email address can create a Craigslist account, so. Yeah. I'm sorry that happened. That's well, unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> we think we think it's you know nothing's happened since then, so mm -hmm. we're, we think our our uh, risk was wasn't um, no, nothing happened. So we're, we're thankful for that. All right, so why don't we dive in to our discussion about digital photos mm -hmm. um, and Diane is a photographer as well on the side so she um, can share her wisdom on mass amounts of photo storage mm -hmm. uh, but we'll mostly be talking about the individual person using um, or saving digital photos and for the majority of us, that means on our cell phone. Mm -hmm. uh, Diane and I have iPhones, so most of our references will probably be related to iPhones. But um, being moms in general, we take lots of photos of our kids. Mm -hmm. And I know right now I have about 2,400 photos on my camera roll. Do you mm -hmm. know off your head or you I check real quick? Well, what you said was when you were asking people on Facebook what how oh, yeah. you have. 
Mine goes back until like 2012 or 2013. Mm -hmm. So if you want to get that technical, I have 8,000. But like, I I think that's just because my storage goes back that far. Mm -hmm. So, and I did dwindle that number down. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I did. I was trying to find a number. I was trying to research this and figure Mm -hmm. out how many photos people on average have on their phone. And it's a really hard number to nail down because mm-hmm. everybody has a different size of storage mm-hmm. on their phone. I found one article that said if people, they were averaging about 10 photos per day, mm-hmm. which is over you know 3,650 photos per year. Mm-hmm. So I just went on Facebook and did a little straw poll, very scientific research. <laughs> And I feel like it, it was a really good pulse on what we typically, the typical person would have on their phone. Mm-hmm. About a third of the people said they have less than a thousand photos. Mm-hmm. About half of the people said they had one to five thousand. Mm-hmm. And like 15% had over that. Some person even had 12,000 photos on their phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were lots of like grimace emojis and embarrassing, like, oh, I'm so embarrassed by, you know, posting this number. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just in general because we feel there's just this inherent guilt about taking a photo on our phone or taking all these photos digitally but then not doing anything with them Mm -hmm. because inherently we know I mean what we're doing when we're taking a photo is wanting to preserve Mm -hmm. that memory and so my hypothesis is that that's why we feel so guilty about it we feel like we need to do something about maybe not everybody feels that way but Mm -hmm. I don't know I definitely do Um, I will say that in that poll so a third of the people said they had less than a thousand photos on on their phone. So half of those, so maybe like fifteen percent or so, said that that the, they had that few because they have an organization system in place. Okay. So I thought that was impressive. But. Well, I think my problem is that they I do send them to the cloud, but I don't trust the cloud fully, mm-hmm. and so they're still on my phones like what their my phone's hard drive whatever yeah my phone, yeah, yeah. Your phone storage yeah. so they are in two places which I could delete all the pictures off my phone it just that's scary to do because like sure if something happens to the cloud sure well we'll talk about that yeah we'll talk we'll get so. we'll get to that so um I think in some people some minimalists mm-hmm. will even argue that digital clutter isn't clutter mm. because it isn't something physical that you actually have to do something with now you can argue it is technically physical. Like we said, most mm-hmm. people, I would say, won't don't do anything with their photos until their iPhone is full, mm-hmm. and they can't take another photo unless they delete some, or they can't download another app or whatever. You gotta, you have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. So I definitely feel like that overwhelm issue is there. It may be different with files on your computer you know, that type of thing, or if you keep too many pins on Pinterest or whatever. I can yeah. see the the argument for that not being clutter, but I definitely think I would define clutter as something that really robs you of your mental peace. <laughs> yeah, I just don't like the way it, like, I think I mentioned maybe on the, the last podcast we both did together that I would delete pictures at the end of the day, the ones that weren't the very best of Charlotte mm-hmm. or of whatever I was taking a photo of. So I I do like my photo feed, if you will, to look a certain way, mm-hmm. even just if it's for myself. Yeah. But that's just something that brings me not joy, but 
yeah. peace, happiness, Yeah, whatever. well, we'll talk about that, too, yeah. later here. So this issue is really big. Mm-hmm. We could talk about all the aspects of photography and how to save the photos and what to do with them for a long time. So being minimalist, I figured I'd pick three things mm-hmm. that we would focus on. And these are in order of most importance. So this first thing, I feel like if you're going to do anything, base level, do this. Mm -hmm. Um, And that first thing is backing up your photos. I I don't know about you, but I've heard so many horror stories (laughs) about people whose phones die, Mm -hmm. something happens with the hard drive, or their computer crashes Mm -hmm. and it corrupts all the files, that kind of thing. And it's just so sad and it makes me panicky thinking Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. So I think the most important issue is just making sure that your photos are safe. Now, I consulted my techie husband Mm -hmm. on what are best practices for this. And he says in the overall tech world, there's something called triple redundancy, Mm -hmm. which means that you need to have the same piece of information in three different places. Okay. So your original source can be your phone. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Your secondary source can be something like an iCloud or a Google Photos, mm-hmm. something digitally that there's Dropbox, there's so many services that are specifically for digital photos that you can subscribe to at a very minimal cost. And there's you lots of free ones. Shutterfly that you Shutterfly, use. yeah, I use that a mm-hmm. lot for, I don't put everything up there, but mm-hmm. for um, things I'm gonna do projects with, I mm-hmm. definitely save them there. And then, so your ori- your phone being your original source, a digital location to store your photos, and then number three um, can be a hard drive mm-hmm. not on your phone. So that's, and I always thought it, when I think hard drive, I always think of like when my first computer, you had to like open the back <laughs> of it and pull this thing yeah. out and you know, it's, it's just a flash drive, mm-hmm. you know, or a little external hard drive. External yeah. hard drive. Now you can cram so many megabytes mm-hmm. in these little sticks. It's pretty amazing. So that's as simple as um, it can be. Uh, I and do then throw your stick in a safe. There you <laughs> go, like a or a fireproof safe. box. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's, yeah. that's exactly what I was gonna say. If yeah. you have like a safe deposit box mm-hmm. or a fireproof safe in mm-hmm. your house, or just make sure that they're all in one place, mm-hmm. so you know where they all are. Um, my husband did make me aware, because I was not aware of this before, that JPEGs do degrade over time. Hmm. We think of that with printed photos, mm-hmm. but as with anything, they can decompose or the integrity of the file can decompose over time. So even though we go through all this and we think, oh, digital is forever, it's mm-hmm. not always the case. Uh, I remember when my mom had a bunch of VHS videos that she Mm -hmm. was wanting, you know, like, this will be forever, we'll save, and then we find out that the tapes, you know, that there's film in there, and that degrades, I think, I think 30 years is the max for for VHS. Okay. So, all that to say, um, hard drives also fail, Mm -hmm. um, and, and, but we want to pick the, again, with that triple redundancy and choosing the most reliable thing will mm-hmm. have our best option or our best chances of our photos surviving. Uh, when we were researching this, I found this article by Caroline Gunter, and Diane and I were just 
amazed that her actual title is certified photo <laughs> organizer. <laughs> I did not know there was such a thing, but we will put her link in the show notes if you need her services to figure out how to do this. But I could not, But she recommends um, that the hard drive is the most important. It should be the hub, should be the most important place that you put those photos. And to check the warranty on your hard drive because mm. they all, he, she said it's not a matter of if they fail, it's they will because they're just, again, machines that there's usually, I don't know, maybe three to five year warranty on them. It'll say on, on the box or whatever when you buy them just to make sure that you are purchasing ones that have the longest life and then just kind of just to keep tabs on them to make sure that maybe every five years you can invest in a larger hard drive and transfer well, I them had no all idea. over I yeah as i know yeah. we've had hard drives fail in the computer mm. and like i said that was in the old days with the things he's <laughs> shoving it out um but i would yeah i didn't even realize that the the sticks and whatnot but it makes sense yeah it does you know? i mean yeah yeah, so point being, make sure you back up your photos, triple redundancy. We, I, I personally, you know, I keep them on my phone. I did used to delete them all off my phone. Like, I would do it in batches, mm -hmm. but I don't, I, anymore, I just don't even, I just leave them all on there. I think mm -hmm. that's fine. Um, and we back up things in the iCloud, and we've started doing... Google Photos as well, um, but we are not great about the hard drive solution. We have photos on comp like many different computers mm -hmm. <laughs> that are kind of like, oh, we used to use this one, so we would download this one, then we moved to another machine, and then we never transfer them, and so anyway, we kind of got to get that in order, but I feel like they're safe for, for the time being. We have them in three different places, mm -hmm. so um, is there anything you... Are you thinking through that, Diane? Yeah, or? I mean, the, I do the same. The only other thing I use is Shutterfly, but I do a book every year mm. for my family, which I'm actually caught up on. But oh, um, awesome. so, yeah, I know we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but it, that's my, at least my, yeah, I can have that. It's tangible. That's yes. That's what I'm looking for. Yes. There you go. So. All right. So that's like baseline. Make sure you back up your photos in three different places. Number two is managing them. So... Once that they're backed up and you know that they're safe, then what is your process for making sure that they get to the hard drive or making sure that they all get in one place and backed up on all three places, if that makes sense? So, I mean, again, we're not super great at this. I have, this year, it was on my list of goals to start being better about um, doing, I, I always had the goal of doing a yearly photo book, but I haven't been great about it. Um, after, after kid number two came, it was just, you know, mm -hmm. I was like, let's survive day to day. I <laughs> can't deal mm -hmm. with photo books and all that stuff. So, um, I, this year start, I was like, well, I can't go back and do the last three or four years. Mm -hmm. I'll just start now and, you know, start and try to be good about it this year. So I, monthly, that was my goal at the beginning of the year, mm -hmm. to take off all the family photos because, I mean, we both blog. We, I have blog photos that are on my phone as well, but I just want to get all the family stuff. I don't care if those mm -hmm. go away. You know, like I want to get all the family stuff I, up on Shutterfly. Mm -hmm. 
just what I use, um, just happen to use. And uh, from both my phone and my husband's phone, we also occasionally use a digital SLR mm-hmm. um, when we're on vacations or whatever. But um, so to get all those up, and I, I started with doing working on this this photo book monthly, making the pages monthly, mm-hmm. but then it was like on my list every week and I would just push it off and off and off. And so I'm realizing it's realistic for me to upload them once a month, but like actually creating stuff, I'm just gonna ha- probably have to do it all at once. You mm-hmm. know, you do what you can. Um, is there, what's your process for um, managing your photos? I mean, I take the digital SLR as well, but not as much anymore because the iPhone does take such great photos. And I've mm-hmm. seen, um, say, is it Samsung? I've seen camera phones have come a long way. We'll just mm-hmm. say that. But, um, I mean, we just got back from Indianapolis yesterday and I'm already done with the photo book and Shutterfly. For nice. I like, I just come home. It's either at night or during nap time. I just do those pages for whatever we've just experienced, and that's how I stay on top of it. So I've been doing this, like I said, ever since Marty and I got married, which was six years ago. Wow. So I have six books, and I feel like that's helped me to stay on top of it, just, like, give myself two or three days. Like, you come home and you get it done. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy it, so. Yeah. Yeah. I know that not everyone has the time to do that. but Right, right. <laughs> or is too tired at night to right. do their pages. But just getting them up to Shutterfly in my book, at least I know, like I said, I'm going to have something tangible, and they're on Shutterfly, and they're going to either be on my phone or digital SLR. Mm-hmm. So, awesome. Yeah. So one side topic I wanted to bring up, which, which you we talked about it a little bit before, is mm-hmm. do you delete or do you not? Mm. Do you go through and curate them, wean them down, mm-hmm. or just leave them as they are. And I know, like, you, go ahead and oh, you share. Me? <laughs> go ahead and share your, your um, thoughts on it. I know you've shared them before, but. So it was really sad. Uh, I think it was about a month ago. I nannied for a good two years, and I took pictures of the kids that I nannied, and I just thought it was such a creative time for m- myself to, like, expand my abilities. I've deleted all those photos. I, I did it about a month ago. Oh. Except for the ones that I'm in with them. I kept those. <laughs> vanity no um I was just like I'm gonna have a second baby here soon and not I don't have enough storage on my phone for Charlotte and this one like why would I have pictures of these kids that I nannied like Mm -hmm. they're not mine like I'm not gonna need them for anything in the future they're not in my scrapbook it just Mm -hmm. it's time to go Mm -hmm. so I mean that was really hard to delete them but I'm I'm adding space for my kids and my Mm -hmm. memories with them um that said pictures of Charlotte and just like my early years in marriage I don't delete them because I'm so afraid that one of my three sources won't work right and I'm gonna I just need that original source I guess so Mm -hmm. what about you I have gone back and forth about this Mm -hmm. I I feel like I I have to do what's realistic for me Mm I would love to, I love organizing, I love deleting, Mm -hmm. I love trashing things in general. Yeah, emptying (laughs) that trash can. I love it. (laughs) But if I take the time to sit and curate them and delete a bunch of them, then my momentum or energy then is depleted to go back through and select the ones Mm -hmm. to upload them. I just know myself and know that like, that would turn a 15 to 20 minute project into an hour or two hour project. Mm -hmm. And 
for me to even get to uploading those photos mm -hmm. is tough every month. So I'm trying to make it a, as simple a process as possible for me to have success. Mm -hmm. So I've just kind of given up on the whole curating them or deleting the ones. I If I'm like just sitting somewhere and we've just been at an event and I'm looking like which ones do I want to upload on Facebook, I'll go through and I'll delete them. Like when we did the end of the school year photos oh, for yeah. the last day of school yeah. photo. I went through and I realized, oh, I have like 10 of them. I'll, I'll delete it down to the one that well, that's I what, will yeah, post. Yeah, that's what I was saying a couple of weeks ago. You yeah. just choose the best ones. Right. And then you but I don't do that all ones. the time. I yeah. only do that when, I, again, I'm going back to do to post them or do something with them. So I used to, to not do that, but now it's like, even from the beginning of 2017 to now, I maybe have 50 photos stored on my phone from this year. Wow. I'm not kidding. It's so, the number is so small. Well, actually I lied. 50 plus are like 200 from Paris. Okay, so, well, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and give yourself yeah. a few more photos. <laughs> I about Paris. When you have vacations, it's harder to narrow those ones down. But I still did with that, too, because I'm like, I don't need this picture of this monument that I can go online and find a better photo of. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or, like, I don't take pictures at the zoo anymore of, like, a tiger because I, I know what a tiger looks like. Oh, yeah. People know what tigers look like. like <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm offending No, anyone, I learned that lesson when... I was scanning, going through my grandmother's photo albums oh, okay. when she died. And I was looking for photos to create a slideshow. And there were, yes, there was like trips to the zoo. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this tiger, mm -hmm. <laughs> just like you said, with this alligator mm -hmm. from 50 years ago, looks like <laughs> alligators now. So I'm just going to trash these, you know? Well, and then, sorry, a little side tangent. That actually helps you stay in the moment as well. Because mm. I went, when I was in New York City over the holidays, we went to a Rockettes show that someone had gotten for us. And the person in front of me videotaped the whole thing. And I just thought to myself, I'm like, are you ever going to watch this again? Mm. I mean, it's not going to be as enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And she not only ruined my experience, like, she right. was watching it through her camera. So I guess I was just thinking, like, we, why I take videos or these photos of these things, like I said, that are better taken like you can just go online and Google those mm -hmm. things. I don't know. So no, I, that's helped I me cut down you. the number of photos that I'm taking to to be in the moment more. Mm -hmm. So that's very true. Uh, most of I should say all the videos <laughs> of my kids' performances are awful because I make a point to look at them, not mm -hmm. my device. Yeah, you know, and not make it obnoxious, like you mm -hmm. said, so it's in people's faces. But yeah, that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. Gotta stay in the moment. So our first tip was backing up your photos. The second one was managing them. What is your process for doing that or figuring out that process so the photos don't get um, fall through the cracks? Yeah. Number three is reliving those memories. So like I said, the whole point of taking photos is to then remember what the child like. Was it three months old versus six months? I mean, you're so sleep deprived. You don't even remember what they look like three months before that. So, um, and I think that's why we feel guilty for not really doing much with them is because we took them with that intent of enjoying them and, and looking back through them. So here's some ideas for um, capturing those memories. Very popular, as we talked about, photo books. Um, I am trying to get back into the groove of doing an annual photo book and putting them all into 
one photo book. And for me, again, I have to be realistic about if I tried to do one, because I know some people who only do them for special occasions or mm, vacations, yeah. they'll do individual ones throughout the year with different that. themes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's awesome. But again, I don't have the bandwidth for that. Mm -hmm. And I just, so I just put vacation photos, just go chronologically in the book with, you know, whenever we went and along with every, all the other photos. And I'll, you know, put a little subheading in there. And, um, there's lots of different ways to do that. I think the only thing about photo books is whether you're, it's no different from whether you scrapbook them, like you print them out mm -hmm. or you do them online. They, they're time intensive. Yeah, they are. And I mean, I think really, will you ever regret the amount of time that you spent on creating that photo book? I, I can't imagine someone looking, going through these pages and going, oh, I should have wasted my time on that or I should have wasted <laughs> my money on that. You know, like I can't imagine that. I did have uh, a listener that, I saw that you know, yeah. yeah, commented and asked if she thought it was worth it. And I was absolutely, I think mm -hmm. it's totally worth it. Um, it's just making it a priority yeah. and doing that. There are a few uh, ways you can make it a little simpler, like I know with Shutterfly and with some other photo book apps that I've seen. Mm -hmm. uh, you can do auto layouts. You upload it, it lays it out for you. It's not always perfect. It's not maybe the way that you would lay it out, but at least they're on the page and with very little editing, you can print it pretty quickly. There's those snap, snap books too like chat books, chat books yes from i was Instagram. gonna yeah, yeah did, sorry did you have yeah that no that's okay um they are i considered doing that this year mm -hmm. as a different way to, maybe I'd, I'd do it more but the only thing with chat books and i don't know maybe anybody who's listening out there has knows a better solution they can let us know but the only thing about chat books is that you have to have posted them on Instagram to mm -hmm. take advantage of the service. They have other things. I mean, you can upload your own and all that, but for their automatic photo book service, what you every 60 photos, you you know, you log in, put in your account information. Every 60 photos that you post on your Instagram account, it will send you an automatically send you a photo book for $8 free shipping. So like the price is definitely right. You can't mm -hmm. get most <laughs> photo books for that cheap. No. But yet again, you can select whether or not you want the caption to be in there, but there's no editing, nothing. As soon as you hit 60 photos, it sends you a book. And for me, I just, number one, I'd have to upload them to Instagram, which I don't do regularly anyway. Mm -hmm. um, I use Instagram for blog purposes, not for personal. So I, I was thinking I would open a private account and do that, but decided against it but I think that's a great option though if you're using if you have a personal account and when you're doing Instagram now that they have the you can do a gallery of photos at once it's a little different but you would always have to pick that one photo mm -hmm. from that event that you really loved so I think that's a great way of making it a little easier um, one the happiness project author Gretchen Rubin she accomplished this task by just setting a timer for 15 minutes mm -hmm. um, for a week or two until she got her book together. And so, because, you know, again, it's really boring sitting there editing photos or uploading them or doing all that. But she was amazed at how much she could get done in just 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then cumulatively, you know, she could make a year's worth of a photo album with a year's worth of photos in a week or two mm -hmm. with that method. So that's another way to do it. Um, 
other options besides just doing photo books are calendars. Mm -hmm. If you, I know we do a Christmas gift to extended family members every year where um, I put, it's on a small clipboard and I just print them out like at Kinko's. Mm -hmm. It's like a three by five or something clipboard and I select one photo for each month. So even if I didn't do a photo book that year, I can find one photo mm -hmm. from each month yeah. and uh, to highlight and with the calendar on the bottom. And that's just one of the favorite gifts every year. People love getting that. Um, a website called Social Print Studio has this really cool, I think they call it daily calendar, but you can, if you're really good at keeping up on your photos throughout the year, you'll definitely have 365 of them. <laughs> like I said, people probably take 10 photos a day. Mm -hmm. So you'll definitely have one for each day and they'll send you, you upload them all, decide which you know page you want them to be on. And it's a tear off calendar. Okay. So you could, again, enjoy the year before mm -hmm. on the next year. Mm. And they're on heavier weight paper when you tear them off so I was thinking it'd be cool even if so you say you printed that calendar and then as you tore them off if you have uh, an empty wall in your living room or in your stairwell or something maybe using painter's tape or washi tape something that won't affect the paint and making a little photo gallery mm -hmm. up there that would be cool it's another way to just relive those memories mm -hmm. and, and enjoy them throughout the year. Uh, photo walls, again, are great, mm -hmm. or um, even some digital options. I know um, several people who have their screensaver connected mm -hmm. to their camera roll, so you can just kind of relive those without much effort at mm -hmm. all. Also, um, on our Apple TV, you can oh, connect yeah, it right. to your iPhone, so yeah. that's great, and since my husband travels, We'll usually, he'll say, he'll tell me, he'll call me that night and tell me what he did. I was like, yeah, we saw it. Oh, <laughs> He's so like, funny. oh, I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> My TV. camera roll is yeah, yeah, on the yeah. TV. So that's kind of fun. Um, are, are there any other things that you do that you can think about, Dan, maybe um, that are tips? Well, I was going to, and we mentioned chat books, but there's another one I use called Artifact Uprising, and it's oh, a little bit more expensive, but those it, are beautiful, I like the though. way that it looks. That's what yes. I did for Charlotte's first birthday. Um, and you said just like the act of sitting down and looking through them with someone mm -hmm. or just by yourself. I know like Marty and I on our date nights, sometimes we'll just go like sit at a bar, get a glass of wine, and we'll just go through like looking at mm -hmm. looking at our pictures and just reliving like our early days in marriage and mm -hmm. dating. And some people might be like, oh, why are you looking at your phone when you're together or wh when you're supposed to be like dialoguing right. but I mean it does start dialogue and it but does you're connecting. yeah you are connecting yeah we, we actually now that I think about it we did that at my we were at the restaurant waiting for the food to come for Alan's birthday and I handed her my phone mm -hmm. and because she, we she was wanting to see something in particular but then she started scrolling through she's like oh I didn't see this and when did they do that mm -hmm. and yeah it was just a great way to connect it's not like you're on you're both on your own phones it's like you're both going through yes. one phone together yes. and then that can kind of start conversation in other ways like definitely know, so. stories you didn't yeah you haven't told before you forgot to tell them mm -hmm. definitely definitely so our tips again were if you do anything make sure that you have those photos backed up and that they're safe then figure out how you're going to manage those photos and then find ways to relive them, to mm -hmm. relive those memories, because that's 
really the whole joy in taking them is to enjoy them again later. Um, I think as we wrap up here, we have a couple iTunes reviews to share. Mm -hmm. Let's see here. I have to bring them up on my computer because my phone, as we're speaking, is not working the screen. <laughs> um, so one from Elizabeth Taylor ATX. She says, this podcast is my new obsession, which I kind of like that she That's has awesome. words. <laughs> she says, I love this podcast. I experiment with many different podcasts quite frequently, and rarely does one hit enough marks to be a keeper. Um, she says, both women are easy to relate to on several different levels, give a great advice, book and app suggestions. The podcasts are long enough to be substantial, but short enough to not take too long. And she says, keep up the great work. So Aww, I thought that was really sweet. Thank yeah, you. It was kind of personal. That is so sweet. Yeah, and then there was another one. Um, I'm going to butcher her name. Mahana um, from Hawaii Ooh. is listening and just very supportive and her comment as well. So I just thought that was awesome. She's listening in Hawaii. Oh, that's great. So And she has a little, like, palm tree next door name. <laughs> oh, cute. <laughs> yeah, so thank you guys well, for leaving this. What would we use in the Midwest? What's our emoji? Oh, gosh, I don't know. People have, probably think cows, even though it's not necessarily true. Right. Is there a suburban home? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's just kind of boring. but Like a pine tree? No, not that's like kind of like West Coast. Yeah. An oak tree. No. <laughs> An oak tree. We'll work on it. We'll work on it, guys. We'll find our emoji. <laughs> but thank you so much for those iTunes reviews. They really help other people to find us and get that minimalist message out there. So we really appreciate that. We hope we got you thinking about your digital photos, whether it's considering your photo workflow or finally tacking that memory-keeping project. And we want to hear your thoughts. We invite you to keep the conversation going by visiting our website at minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you can find links to our Facebook page, our new Instagram account, and links to where Diane and I's personal accounts all around the web. Thank you for joining us on this journey, and we wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less. <laughs>